Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am very excited about. He is a legend in the world of comedy, and I don't say that lightly. There are few comedians that have achieved his level of success. Some may say he's the most famous comedian of all time. And he's out here right now promoting his new special on uh, Netflix, 23 Hours to Kill. I'm talking about comedian Jerry Seinfeld. How's it going, Jerry? Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, just sheltering in place like you do. So, uh, new special releases when people have more than 23 hours to kill. Did, did you think about this going into it? Of course not. Uh, how, how, how could you? Uh, I was making this special and I was thinking to myself, I had to tell some jokes. And now uh, I have a lot more time to, to write more jokes. I might even get another special. But uh, I'm just glad that people have something to watch. You Would know, you... Would you record a special from your uh, home? Like, how how is it doing comedy for no audience? Oh, uh, it, it, it would be tough. It would be very, very tough. I mean, well, I don't know what's so interesting about my home. I suppose if we went to my uh, garage with all the Corvettes and all my classic cars, because, you know, I do that show where I just drive around. I talk to other famous people. I'm sure you can relate. Uh, you know, personally, I don't have really many famous friends and I also don't have a car, so can't really, I do like coffee though. Coffee's great. All right. All right. All right. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Aaron? Yeah, I'm doing stand up in my living room. You got to, what's in his fridge? What's he watching on TV? What is, what is that stuff you- on the ground? What's that stuff on the carpet? You're, you're going to try and listen to my jokes. But you're also going to be wondering, how many times a day does this guy vacuum? Now, you are kind of the king of observational comedy. Love to uh, you, you, You're known for the genre. Uh, do you ever, like, get tired of, like, making observations? Do you ever, like, think to yourself, eh, I'm going to let the other guy uh, figure that one out? Well, you know, here's the thing. You, your eyes are always open. They're always observing. Sometimes I'm trying to turn my body off, but I just can't help it. People are stupid all the time. It's uh, like watching a car crash. You know, you know the car's going to crash, but you can't help looking. You better help looking at it. So uh, as long as people keep doing what they're doing, and I'm going to keep uh, observing. Now, how do you feel about this situation we're in right now? Because as an observational comedian i'm sure there's a lot of observations to be made about what people are up to these days or nonetheless not up to because we're all sheltering in place for the last few months at least well uh i think the thing aaron is it's getting harder and harder to tell what time is it what day is it i don't even know anymore and uh sometimes we used to have reminders of what time it was you know i Maybe the end of every March, April, you knew baseball was here. And, uh, you know, I I really, really miss baseball. As everybody knows, I'm a huge baseball fan. And uh, I miss my sports. But what can you do? There's nothing you really can do except wait this out and wash your hands. Now, 
if baseball doesn't come back, would you be open to watching esports? Because people are talking about how esports should be led into the Olympics. Do you think video games qualify as sports? A gold medal for tapping a paddle? I, well, Aaron, I don't know. Uh, Wait, I, tapping a paddle? That's what you do when you, the, the, what do they call them? The con, uh, controllers? V- controllers? Okay, all right. That's what they're called. And when uh, when I was your, your age, we called them paddles. Back then, we didn't, we didn't really have video games, you know, but you, you get the point. Uh, but I, I have to say, um, it does take a certain level of skill. You have to practice really hard to, to, to do these things, but uh, I don't know. Would you be entertained watching esports? Watching two 12-year-olds talk shit to each other, playing games where they're shooting each other? Why, why would I want to watch that? Why, why would that make me happy? What am I... It's a waste of time. I mean... But in this time where we any kind of competition might be entertaining, uh, I, I mean, I'd be open to it. I'd be open to watching people, like, play Super Smash Brothers, you know, competitively. Competitively. I mean, Aaron, here's the thing. If I'm sitting by my window and, and, it's, and it's raining shit, it might be raining outside, but it's still shit. I don't even know. What is, Sma- what is Smash Brothers? Is it? Uh, I don't even. What is that? Tell me. It's it's a it's a Nintendo game. All right, I'll where you can play, okay. you can play as like a bunch of different characters. You can be Mario. You can be Luigi. You can be Kirby. You can even be like Pikachu. And uh, basically, they all just kind of fight Mortal Kombat style. All right, all right. So okay, it's a fighting game, and I I suppose it's nice you get to play with people from different, you know. One Seinfeld fan can play with a different Seinfeld fan from across the world. So I suppose that's nice. You can communicate, make friends with other people, but it's still not the same as going outside. I mean, that that's fair. Uh, now, because people have a lot of time to stay indoors, a lot of people are binge-watching old episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, do you have any recommendations for our listeners out there on how to watch the old episodes and how to like look at them in with new eyes updated for 2020? Uh, well, first off, uh, the humor's different now. I don't know if what we did back then would would uh, fly now. Actually, you know what? I, I would suppose I'm thinking uh, of The Office. I think our comedy holds up. But let me tell you how you watch Seinfeld. You grab your remote. You push power. You find it on, I think it's on Hulu. And you press play and watch it. That's it. I don't know what to tell you. There's no science to it. You watch it and you you laugh. Really? There, there, there's nothing you would, uh, you, no tips? Like, I know uh, some shows, like, you have to watch it, like, chronologically. Well, Aaron, but you ever see The Usual Suspects? Yes. All right, so... This is Seinfeld is not the usual suspects. I am not Kaiser Soze. It's not like that where you watch it and then you find out who the bad guy is. Spoiler alert. It's Kevin Spacey. I'm sorry if your fans don't know, but they should they should watch. Anyways, you go back and watch the film again, the motion picture, and there's different things to discover. You find out when you can see that he's actually Kaiser Soze. This is not that. This is just Michael Richards walking in like shaking, convulsing. That's it. That's completely fair. Um, you know, well, let me ask you something. When you're watching the show, 
Is yes. there certain is there certain ways that you watch it so I know if I'm watching it I want to watch it the way Aaron watches it. How do you watch it? Um sometimes I'll fast forward through the stand up bits where you're in front of the brick wall and just like look for like the commentary like the ep- episode itself is me cuz really there's only like it feels like 10 minutes of actual episode and then like another 10 minutes of you just kind of talking about what's going to happen in the episode. So you're saying Seinfeld is basically 60, 70% ex- exposition is what you're saying. Are, are you describing what's about to happen or your commentary on what's going to happen? Well, that's exposition. So I, I guess, uh, I don't know. You'd have to talk to Larry about that one. Uh, we just had Larry on the podcast. Oh, last week. how's he doing? He's doing great. He's kind of in an ideal situation right now since he doesn't like talking to people. Um, he's kind of enjoying his like self isolation. Uh, that's uh, that sounds about right. That is that is certainly Larry David. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and um, you know, we we are talking about how like he how he wanted to not put more content in the world. Cause he feels like he's done making stuff. Like he's like, I've made my money. Why make anything more? Here's the thing, Aaron, wait until HBO backs up the brink truck. Did you see the 10th? The last season was phenomenal. Yeah, no. And I, I talked to him about that. I was like, well, it seems like you're still making new episodes of curb. And he's like, yeah, and people are enthusiastic about it. So do it. Just do the episodes. What, what keeps you making you making new material i think uh anyone who wants to be great not be great but what you're passionate about what you think about in the morning what you think about before you go to sleep it's a switch i can't turn off i love to write i like to make people laugh and it's yeah sometimes you can have all the money in the world all the cars all the really hot young wives but the thing is i still love my craft and the times change and you have to evolve with it and, and become a, essentially a, a new kind of comedian. And I'm really enjoying the challenge. Now there's going to come a time where you have to pass the proverbial torch to like the new, like stand up or comedian that like tells it how it is. Who would you pass that torch to? Huh? Uh, there's a lot of, a, a lot of great comedians out there right now, but I gotta say, uh, he's a, he's a dear friend of mine and, uh, he's really experiencing a lot of success now and I'm so happy for him. I've actually been to his shows live and I gotta say it's Sebastian Maniscalco. Wait, really? Oh yeah. Uh, also like passing the torch. I, I feel like Sebastian Maniscalco is uh, not too much younger than you. Well, I mean, the guy's been in the business for years. Uh, he's earned it. Uh, he's finally earned his stripes. And uh, I, I would say this. I wouldn't pass him the torch. It's probably a loaf of uh, bread, you know, because he's Italian. But uh, there's no denying. No, I, I, I very know he is Italian. He talks about it quite oh, a he, bit. Oh, of course he does. I, 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 You know, he reminds me of a combination of himself. And uh, he's like an Italian Dane Cook. Italian Dane Cook. I don't know how he'd feel about that. I feel like comparing anyone to Dane Cook isn't uh, well thought of these days. Well, you know what? You gotta you gotta say this, right? Uh, a lot of negativity about Dane Cook, but 
Uh, maybe it's because I just recently watched the season finale of Westworld. I'm, I'm reminded there's a lot of terrible things out in the world, Aaron, and I choose to see the beauty. So you know, I was about to say, I haven't watched this season of Westworld yet. I was like, is Dane Cook in Westworld? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm get. I'm, I'm making a point, and uh, but uh, go to Westworld. You'll watch. You're gonna watch it. You're still not gonna know what's going on. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make is seeing the beauty. Everyone, Dane Cook was one of the greats. You people forget he was a king. But in our culture, we love taking people down. Why and didn't you pass the torch to Dane Cook then? Because he was doing the super finger. He had the super finger going. I couldn't pass it to him. He was. He, the guy doesn't stay fucking still. Troy, have you seen the way he is on stage? Yeah, no, he, he's, he's got a lot of energy. Try to shake that guy's hand. It'll take you to next year. Now, in your new special, 23 Hours to Kill, you discuss that everything in the world either sucks or is great. Um, tell me some things that suck or are great in your life right now. Well, uh, I, I got to say, if, and joke writing 101, uh, a premise like that, be vague. It allows you to, to a lot of room for error to do whatever you want. But uh, things that suck right now, obviously, being stuck inside, I, uh, you know, it, uh, that's not fun. But the plus is, is I got a really hot, very, very young wife. And um, another good thing is there's. Not a lot of traffic on the road in California, so I'm not, you know, I'm, when I'm driving all my fancy cars, I really don't have to sit in a lot of traffic. It's, it's, you know, it's not bad. Now, when you say very young, uh, your wife's in her mid-40s. You, you consider that very young? Well, when I met her, she was 17 years old. Fair enough. Um, now, uh, you host a show for our listeners out there. We, we've on around it but you you host a show called comedians and cars getting coffee um do you think it's okay to shoot that show still now considering you wouldn't be creating a large group of people it's really you and your car maybe with some gopros picking up a friend is it a is it are you able to shoot that show and still be socially distant because it's just at its core you your car another comedian and a cup of coffee. This is correct. Uh, and you know what, Aaron? That's a very good point. I actually just had a meeting with the folks at Netflix. And uh, we're going to take a revamped approach. So uh, our new show, which I, uh, you're hearing it first on your podcast. Um, so this is an exclusive. Uh, it's premiering in the fall on Netflix. Uh, it is uh, comedians in a motorcycle while the other comedians in the sidecar driving around on the motorcycle, sipping uh, juice boxes. Now, that seems really hard to get audio from. I mean, motorcycles are... You use lavaliers! Lavalier microphones! Yeah, but the, they would still, like, pick up the loud motorcycle, wouldn't they? Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. I'm not an audio guy. I mean, clearly. Um, but you, you do have quite a loud voice, so I'm sure you'd be heard, but, like... Say if it's a more like, you know, quiet comedian, say Jim Gaffigan's on the show with you. If he's talking like this, you're not going to hear that over a microphone, you know, even if it's a lavalier. That's a very fair point. And by the way, very good Jim Gaffigan impression. Uh, and you know what? I've thought about those things, which is why, for example, guess who our first guest is? 
I don't know. Who is it? Sebastian Maniscalco. So it's just going to be the two of you. Wait, who's driving the motorcycle? Are you driving or are you in the sidecar? Oh, I always drive. I always drive. They're in the sidecar. Okay. You think Sebastian Maniscalco would want to be in a side? I mean, obviously you've already shot this if it's premiering in the fall. or Have you shot it? Oh, of course. He was freaking out. He was freaking out. And the best part is when you're driving around with Sebastian Maniscalco, you never need to honk your horn. The guy's voice is so loud, he just yells at the other cars and they get out of the way. I mean, that, 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 that's clear. I, I, I just can't imagine him being in a confined space like a little sidecar. I feel like you'd want to move around a lot. Well, you know what? You're absolutely right, Aaron. And, uh, and at first, he was a little bit nervous. Uh, and then we made it fun for him. Uh, we may pretend we were playing like a game of Mario Kart. And instead of red shells and green shells, I was giving him meatballs to throw at the other cars. Oh, boy. That doesn't sound safe. Did, uh, did anything happen? Was there any issues? Uh, a couple of flat tires. Um, and the, the, the guy's got an arm. He knocked someone out, uh, concussed him. So, with a uh, meatball? With a meatball. They were three days old. They were very hard. So anyways, we knocked out this old lady, right? And uh, in order to not get sued, we went to the hospital, made a personal appearance, and we signed some autographs. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad it all worked itself out. So we've reached the point on the show, Jerry, where we like to do a few speed rounds. We we play a couple games on this show. The first game we like to play here, Jerry, is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I have three names listed here, and you tell me which category each name goes into. One you fuck, one you marry, one you kill. Yes. Um, So... Uh, I, I have three names here. They're all from Seinfeld. First name, Kramer. Second name, George Costanza. Third name, Elaine. Oh, boy. Uh, it's hard. It's really like a who's not of uh, choices right there. Uh, let's see. I would fuck Elaine, because, you know, I, uh, I support every different kind of lifestyle, but, uh, if I had to put my, uh, my little, uh, my little, you know, thing and some, some other thing, I'd prefer to be a woman. So I would fuck Elaine. Uh, I would marry Kramer because he's, I feel like he's so crazy. He wouldn't be around that much. And I'd have some peace and quiet because I would rather talk to him than George, who I would kill because he's so annoying. I think it would be the equivalent, Aaron. I don't know. Tell me if you disagree of having a really annoying housewife around. Now, uh, Jerry, I I just want to point out that you and Larry David both decided to kill George Costanza. I mean, Jason Alexander, he's a nice guy, but I'm I'm just saying it's a coincidence. Larry and I obviously think the same way. So it's, you know. I mean, Larry made the point that it's the first opportunity he's ever gotten to kill himself. Ah, that's good. that's That's good. Without actually having to do it because he says he's a coward. Um, (laughs) But yeah. All right, Jerry. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I'll say a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. First word. Mike. Rafon. Stage. Fright. Curtain. Call audience member 
Heckle. Jekyll. TV. Eh. Netflix. My special, I know you said word association. My special, I just want to remind everyone, uh, is, you know, it's on Netflix. Home of the Kings. Comedian. Lovely. Car. For kids. And coffee. Poop. All right. Well, I want to thank Jerry for stopping by. That's all we have time for today. Jerry, is there anything you want to say to our audience before you head out? Aaron, I just want to say thank you. This has been so much fun. Uh, it's Especially because I got a little bit of time to spend in a different room away from uh, my beautiful wife. Uh, but just thank you. I think we all need to just stay positive, keep our heads up. And uh, if you can get out of bed, that's good enough. It's really, really hard right now. Just just do your best and stay as positive as you can. All right. Well, thank you again, Jerry, for stopping by. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised. So instead of having the actual Jerry Seinfeld with us here today, has been my buddy, Gary Denoya. How's it going, man? Uh, I, great, man. That, this was so much fun. Uh, thank you for having me. And I've never done Jerry Seinfeld before, so this was pretty fun. You've never? Uh, it's, it felt a little, like, familiar to you. Um, I think like, cause I like, do impressions. I think like the only thing like I had to go on was like the way he like vote, like does his vocal inflection. But I have to be honest, man, like I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I was never really a Seinfeld guy growing up. Um, so when I tried to watch it later in life, I just didn't grab my attention the way that Curb did. So I really don't know much about the show or Jerry at all. Really? Yeah. I don't you haven't like- even watched like comedians in cars getting coffee or anything. I got to be honest, man, like uh, seeing like two like and maybe it's because I'm sure maybe you can relate as a performer, seeing people that are filthy rich driving around like bullshitting with each other. I, I It's like it, it's it, instead of it like being enjoyable, it fucking I don't know if it makes me jealous or upset or like I don't know. It, the shows like that are hard for me to watch. That That's completely fair, you know. I, I've watched a little bit of his new stand-up special and like anytime he complains about anything and I'm like you're one of the richest performers in the world you are a billionaire yeah man. what do you have to complain about I think it's because especially like as I'm sure you have been too it's like we've been doing this for a while and it's instead of it getting easier I feel like it's getting harder So like the longer we've been doing this, not necessarily that you get jaded, but it's like, you know what? Like, I just want to laugh and enjoy someone for what they're doing. But like, don't get, that's why like don't get, I don't want to know what your politics are as a celebrity, all that. Like, it's just what life is good for you. So I don't want to. Yeah. Well, no, it just makes it like really hard to like, especially observational comedy. Like, and that's what Jerry Seinfeld's known for. He's like got the famous, like what's the deal with airline food? That That's, that's Notice a Jerry. That, I didn't even say that once. I don't think. <laughs> did you, did you know that was a thing that I, that, you know what? It's funny when you said that and I was like, Oh fuck it's Seinfeld. I don't know what I'm going to do for this. The only thing obviously is what's the deal with that. But I was like, all right, just like have one goal going into this. Don't say that at all. 
And that was, that was all <laughs> I, I was just like made a goal. Like, don't do that. Uh, because if I felt like if I did it, I was going to do it all the time. It, it's funny. Uh, our Larry David, uh, guy, uh, do you know Ben Cohen? No. Um, well, he, he, he leaned into all the Larry Davidisms. He went pretty, pretty oh, nice. Absolutely. Like it, like if that was the case, that show I know by heart and all of his Larryisms, I totally would have leaned in on that. Um, mm-hmm. but like, especially if not knowing someone, I think you can just like commit to, I was just like, I mean, you, you faked it pretty well. Like that was a convincing Jerry. I have to say, like, that's definitely one that you should like have in your, your, uh, little, wheelhouse there well that that's very kind i'll 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 keep trying and see how it goes but like i think it's you know the fun thing of doing improv is when someone's making it easy for you to do it which you did and like you know uh that was so much fun like and it was like great improvising because you made it easy for me so thank you oh for sure um you know it's it's weird with jerry seinfeld because it's funny you brought up sebastian maliscalco because i know that's that's a character you do, right? Oh, I do Sebastian. I, yeah, I do them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are surprisingly similar. Yeah. You know, like, I, it's funny, man. Cause like the one thing that I had mentioned, um, when we were doing our thing is, uh, on one of Sebastian's new specials, which I think is on Netflix, Seinfeld is like in the fourth row and I follow Sebastian on obviously on social media and stuff. And like Seinfeld is apparently a huge fan of his and they're like buddies. See, I didn't know that. It's weird, though, because, like, I would never want to sit down with the two of them together. Could you imagine that? The two of them would just complain about everything. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, and I don't think you would ever get a word in edgewise in the conversation. Like, (laughs) you would just have to sit in the middle and, like, you'd be constantly turning your head uh, because they'd be playing, like, complain tennis. I feel like it would be the most unchill situation. Like, like Jerry would be like, oh, why are they taking so long to get the food? And Sebastian Malkskill goes like, because you got the one guy in the back, and he's doing the pasta. And you got the other guy in the back. He's going, oh, that's, you, you overcooked the pasta. You got to remake it. That's why you, the food's going to take so long to come out. <laughs> my, my, my Sebastian Maniscalco is awful. It, I mean, like, dude, impressions in general, it's just like he makes it when someone is so animated, like he just makes it easy. Uh, but like, you, I don't just when you were doing that, what you just did, it reminded me like the like the way that uh, Mulaney and Kroll do. Oh, hello. How cool would it be like once they turn into like older men doing a show on Broadway, um, just like complaining about shit? I would certainly pay to go see that. Seinfeld and Mascalco. Yeah. Just like as like legit when they're oh. older. Like do oh, I mean, the thing is, like, it would be impossible to get tickets to that. Could you imagine? Because, like, Mescalco sells out MSG, you know? Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, like, Seinfeld obviously is the highest paid comedian of all time. I actually, like, just because to try and figure, like, stuff for the impression of Mescalco, I did, like, some research. And he used, like, the fourth highest paid comedian uh like money wise this past year and he made like something like like 20 something million dollars yeah it was insane and he he was only behind like seinfeld i think kevin hart was ahead of him too yeah and maybe either like rock chris rock or Chappelle, or, or yeah or maybe like uh because you know what's funny man with stand-up like especially now on instagram we're seeing so many sponsored posts i don't know about you but like every third post is like a sponsored post 
And it- What's the deal with that? You go to Instagram, you see a sponsored post, you click on the post, it's someplace in China that you can't get your order from. It's some guy doing comedy in his mirror. I mean, but like, have you seen this shit? Oh, wait, some guy doing comedy in his mirror? Are, are you getting like a bombardment of sponsored posts now? Like in your. Oh, for sure. And, but I guess because the algorithms, for me, it's always like comedy stuff. And just like it, like the the stuff people are doing is, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy that people are spending money to do that stuff. To, to like sponsor, like to promote them doing their own like stand up exactly. with yeah. no audience. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people who got a lot of time on their hands. I mean, me personally, I, I, I'm still, okay. So. I know you do a lot of like green screen stuff on your Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I just bought a, like a green tablecloth that I'm trying to like figure out how to make it into like a green screen. Just, dude, just tape it to your wall. Okay. Cause like I've been having issues with opacity lately and like it fucks with my camera. Cause I, I've just been hanging it from the ceiling. Yeah. So I guess making it like put, thicker. Yeah, put it against a flat surface or just like you you get a couple of them and you just layer mm-hmm. layer them up on each other like you're saying until, until they're a little bit thicker. Because like I still deal with that too because um, even like uh, the way the wind can blow in my apartment, it'll make the green screen move and I'm still not good at lighting stuff. So you always, it's like, and I think the one forgivable thing is we all watch stuff on our phone nowadays so like mm-hmm. little flaws, I don't think people give a shit about anymore because you just, you just want to see people just want to see stuff. And as long as, yeah. as long as it's <laughs> like absolutely terrible, I don't think it's yeah, a big deal. And it's funny, obviously. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's just weird. Also like seeing kind of like people just doing like open mic level content on Instagram and be like, this is good to post to everyone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess like, and this is where like, even like you're doing character shit, like you, you're saying stuff from a real place. Like, I truly think like, if it's making people happy, uh, by all means, you know, do it. Um, But like, if you're putting stuff out there, you know, and the funny thing is like, I feel bad for these people because, you know, when you're sponsoring these posts now, anybody can comment on it. So it's essentially kind of turned into like a YouTube type thing where people will like, people are mean, they'll say stuff like that um not funny yeah <laughs> you jeff dunham did it better <laughs> i don't know why my mind went straight to jeff dunham well he's cornered the market on ventriloquist comedy so it's like if you're if you ever pick up a puppet you better fucking be as good as old jeffy dundon oh my god he, he is my favorite comedian to rip on like he has gotten so bad. You know what? I've never watched any of his stuff because I just like, I feel like I got enough of ventriloquist comedy, like growing up watching full house where like uh Joey would do that. With, like, <laughs> I don't, uh, his name was Ranger Rick, I think, but I don't know what the puppet's name was. Yeah. But you know, no, what? It, I mean, like once again, it's like, I think what we were talking about earlier, like as hard as it is to be successful, like to even make a little bit of money acting or like if someone can make a living at it and like this guy's been doing it for years and whether he's selling out high school auditoriums or whatever the fuck, I, by sticking his hand up a puppet's ass, like good for him. 
No, at the same time, though, it's like he did make that step into political content. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. He even made up uh, like a puppet that was like supposed to be Trump's like press secretary or whatever. Oh, or... shit. I didn't know that. I mean, the, the last memory I maybe have of Jeff Dunham with like uh, one of his puppet characters was like, didn't he do one that was like from the Taliban or something? Yeah. Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Oh, OK. So then boom. Uh, but other than that, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, no, it's... And, like, just re-watching it and stuff, and it's just like, oh, boy. You know what's funny this is... is it's not aging well. I wasn't expecting to go into this uh, talk. This is probably the most I will have talked about Jeff Dunham and will ever talk about Jeff Dunham in my life. You know, but like he—he's actually—I—I I think he's on that top five list. I'm gonna have night—I'm gonna have nightmares uh, of Jeff Dunham because of you now. No, he's legit one of the top five paid comedians. He's up there with Jerry Seinfeld, oddly enough. I believe it because I think the thing we don't take into account for is like besides the East and West Coast, like these comedians, like their bread and butter is like you know middle america. international yeah like international yeah. Oh. middle america like fucking oh, middle america loves jeff dunham his last special was like at a stadium in like texas like a full-on like stadium um, like football arena could you imagine and i'm like could you imagine geez. honey call the babysitter we're going to see jeff dunham tonight we gotta see that puppet peanut <laughs> Like, do you like going like, all right, so here's the scenario, right? It's like you take a girl out or a guy or whoever on a date to a comedy show. And it's like, yeah, for sure. it's really funny. And I think like doing what we do, like one of my biggest turn ons are when people are funny. Um, so it could be a possible like mood booster. But like, how do you go out and leave a Jeff Dunham show and be, and be in the mood to like get late, like have sex, get hot and horny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. The, that Jose Jalapeno, he gets me going. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I'm embarrassed how many, like, Jeff Dunham characters I can name. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, <laughs> you might want to edit this out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, uh, my favorite character of that Jeff Dunham's got to be that Walter. He's so curmudgeon and old. He ain't happy about nothing. Gets me real hard. <laughs> I wonder if he's, uh, uh, man, I don't know. Like, that's got to be a weird thing, too, like, to be mate, to be married to someone like that. Uh, I don't know if he's married or not, but, like, imagine, like, if you were married to a ventriloquist, and, like, I'm sure they have to perfect their craft, and they're rehearsing all the time. It's like, all right, hon, time to come down for dinner. It's like, and he's like, not now, I'm busy. Well, well, Jeff Dunham has had two divorces, and I'm sure for very good reasons. It's very likely that he was more intimate with the puppets than he was with his with his spouse. Speaking of divorces, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, like the only once again, like I, I truly don't know that much about him. I think he's only been married once. No, definitely, he's definitely been married twice. I feel like because didn't he leave his wife for someone uh, that's a lot younger? I mean, 
if it happened, they got back together because it's at least according to Wikipedia, he's only been married to Jessica Seinfeld, and that was since 1999. Okay, all right. So, but like, fair. All right. So then maybe he was in a relationship, but like when he started dating her, wasn't she like very young? Um. Well, she is currently, I want to say, yeah, 48. So that was what, like, twenty so, something. Years so ago? they. Yeah, yeah, they got married like 21 years ago. So she was 27 when they started dating. And then you, well, yeah, around that. But he was what, 40 something at the time? Yeah, they were 27 when they got married. And yeah, he was in his 40s. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not that bad. But it's still always a little like. No, no, but I, I definitely heard the story of him like dating a 19 year old. And I'm trying to like figure out who this mysterious 19 year old is probably someone who grew up loving Seinfeld. It's a uh, personal life. Oh, okay. So here it is. I found it. When he was 38 years old, Seinfeld had a four year romantic relationship with high school student Shoshana Lonestein, there you go. who was 17 years old. I knew it. And so this had to have been in the nineties that this happened. That that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, like but like Shoshana now is 44 years old. And that she um she's married and divorced, you know. Um she's a fashion designer. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, no, he was in his like late 30s and had a uh, relationship with a 17-year-old. <sighs> creepy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Creepy. Maybe he was like that public like, but then again, like he's kept himself clean since 1999. So it's like, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. However, uh, I would imagine even like in a 10 year time span, like stuff that people were getting in trouble for, uh, like back then was it like, let's say, I don't know why it's popped my mind. Remember when like Hugh Grant got caught with a, um, it was a late or no Eddie. Mur- well, he got caught with a prostitute, but Eddie Murphy got caught with like a, a trans prostitute or something like that. Yeah. And it was like a big news story, but it wasn't like anywhere near as like it would be now where now. It's no, like, of course. Like no, no one cares if the prostitutes trans or not. Well, not like, that, like cancel culture where it would be like, you know, Eddie Murphy would never make like uh, a Dr. Doolittle movie again. Like they no one like, you know, he, no one will... I don't think well no I, I, I well that's the thing though is like things that people get canceled for today like Eddie Murphy like hiring a sex worker that's trans would not register on today's like people would be like no good good for her and like her making her money and sleeping with Eddie Murphy to consenting adults but what if he was married you know kids and stuff no the this the stuff that would like get Eddie Murphy canceled today was him using like were derogatory words to describe gay people that would get him canceled yeah and i mean like um all i like uh a lot of comics especially like i don't think dice like andrew dice clay like would be able to do the shit that he was doing back then now um you know yeah it's 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 interesting because i don't think jerry ever like stepped that line into like edgelord like saying stuff like well, that. I think like, that's what's impressive about him, right? Is like he has a very kind of unique style. And I think another thing too with like stand ups is like uh the way like their presentation 
their their voice, the way they deliver things. It's all part of the package. And what he does is still kind of timeless. And um, you know, he's he's never kind of changed who he is. He's like changed a little things, but for the most part, he's kind of stayed true to who he is. And um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, um, if we if we could all just be Jerry Seinfeld, that'd be great. If we could all have that kind of career and success and like longevity yeah because yeah, like the fact that he's he's able to like release a special in his 60s you know um and have like these big deals like people like him like th- like the older comedians that are getting this netflix money it's just like man good great great work if you can get it well i think the i and netflix is smart because i think the um the strongest drug especially now when people are trapped inside their their homes is like the biggest drug there is right now for people is fucking it's nostalgia. So people like, you know, want to see shit they haven't seen in 10 years, things like that. Like, you know, a new Indiana Jones movie or, or whatever. So it, and it's, it's cool to see, like, it was great to see Dave Chappelle come back and do some stuff. And, um, yeah, I didn't, I made bank too. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, Switching gears a little bit, uh, Gary, you're a comedian, actor. Uh, what do you have going on these days? We talked a little. We we briefly mentioned uh, the like character work you do. Uh, let's talk a little more about that. Oh, that's that's nice of you. Um, so basically, what I do is like uh, I, I put out videos pretty much Monday through Friday every day. It's always new content. Uh, whether it's impressions or characters or sketches, um, I really like that's where like I've like what I've learned is like I use Instagram as a tool because I, I you know, this is a job for me. And uh, I think it's almost like your visual resume. So I try and put out content as often as I can, especially now because I like uh, I just want to make people laugh. And I think you also have to take advantage of the amount of people that are just glued to their phones. Um, and it's fun. The fun challenge now is like, I've, I've uh, been shooting, like writing, doing sketches with people remotely, um, whether it's via zoom or I have them just send me stuff. And it's a fun challenge to kind of like when you have no stage to step on and all that, like, can, can you do this? And the cool thing is like, I've been posting videos and new content like three to five days a week for over two years now. So I was kind of like, I've been doing this for a while. So it's, it's fun now to like, unfortunately I'm unemployed, but it's fun now. I always said to myself, dude, what if you had an extra 40 hours a week to make videos? And now I do. So I'm like, I'm having fun and taking advantage of it. Hell yeah. You know, that's, that's a really cool outlook on it. I I definitely want to get to that place um, where I'm like creating uh, new original content again. Uh, you know, got some stuff in my back pocket that never made their way onto stage. And I'm like, you know, maybe it's the time to like, Dude, just, you know, just shoot it. Just do yeah. it, man. I like, because when, it, when this was first going down, I was like, uh, I'm getting, I'm a lot better now, but I was so paranoid, especially, I don't know, because I'm a, I'm a smoker and, uh, I, like I'm not a healthy eater or anything like that. So I was really scared that like, and I was working in a restaurant the week that this, you know, the week up until all this was happening. And my fear was like, oh, if I, if I get this, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be dead in like three days. So this sounds corny, but I was truly waking up every morning being like, you know what? You got to shoot. You got to do this today because w- w- what if something happens 
and uh, you're not going to be able to do this anymore. And like really taking advantage of uh, the time that you have. And now is the time, man. Just do it. And this is the way I look at it, too. I'm a fucking fat ass. Like uh, this is the equivalent, the same way people are running and exercising every morning as comedians. For us, this is like this is our exercise. This is how we get our reps in. Oh, so you're saying I should stop exercising every day and just make make more jokes? Uh, I mean, well, there's a reason why I'm a comedian and not a fucking basketball player. So, uh, like, if if I'm wait, you're saying I can't be a basketball player? My dreams of the NBA <laughs> at 30 are 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 not going to happen. I mean, I don't think sports in general is a thing right now. So, uh, uh, this is like you know. What's the deal with esports, though? <laughs> esports, I, I don't know. Um, I think I'm I like, I just think it's cool that people can make a living doing this. And uh, once again, like, I know this sounds repetitive, but anyone that can make a living doing something that they really like um, is awesome. Like, I like, I used to play a lot when I was younger, like, Goldeneye was one of my games, mm-hmm. but like, uh, I, I ha- I got I like a Nintendo Switch. I had Mario Kart, and I like when I first got, I was like, oh, let me go online and play people. No, and, no, and I, oh, dude, I, and then I oh no, yeah. these people spend all day like the same way like you the things that you're writing you want to do like for them, it's like playing people online all, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and if they can get really good and make a little bit of scratch on it, good on them, dude. What I like, uh. I had taken a year off of college because I like, I just, I was going to like in a pre-med program. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like, I got to take a year off. And don't, besides taking improv classes, which like changed my life. Um, I just sat in my room and played video games competitively all day. Uh, like oh, wow. Madden and stuff, dude, I would sit there so long all day. And this is gross. I would have like a gallon jug of Arizona iced tea. And if I had to go to the bathroom, I wouldn't go to the bathroom because I was so into like like the winning streaks and playing the games. I would just fucking pee in the Arizona jug and then like and then drink the pee. All right. What's the deal with pee? You drink the Arizona. It becomes pee again. You got the TP. (laughs) All right. That was a terrible joke. It's okay. Um, that was like, like elementary school dad level joke. But you know what? I think like the, just tell, tell your joke, shoot your shot. (laughs) Oh no, no. (laughs) That's not even like my joke. I'm not taking ownership of that. Own it. All right. Well, Gary, if people want to find your videos, where can they find them? Uh, on Instagram at paradenoia that, uh, it's like paranoia. But with my last name. So P-A-R-A-D-E-N-O-I-A. All right. If you want to find us on Instagram, we're at Yes And I Am. I'll post a picture of me and Gary there. And I'll be able to link them that way. And, uh, yeah, check out his stuff because it's really funny. And uh, also check out he does these tournaments of, like, movies. He does these brackets because... uh, their brackets are fun and uh it's fun to vote on stuff and uh check those out oh thanks yeah it's fun to do also be sure to check us out on instagram we're at yes and i am i'll post a picture of me and gary there and you can find them easily that way also be sure to share the podcast with your friends and everyone out there because it helps more people find the show well thank you gary for stopping by again 
And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time.